What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. There's a song I want to do right now that reminds me of my grandmother, and you've heard me tell my story how she prayed me through. When I got saved, when I got delivered from drugs and alcohol, my grandmother, she told me, she said, there's a song I want you to learn. And when you come back to my church, I want you to sing it. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, Hey! 
it turned out to be 115 pages. 115 pages, and mostly from the book of Ezekiel. God was talking to me through the book of Ezekiel, and I don't have time. I, 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 I only had time to get the scriptures and look them up, because really, that's all you need. But um, I got some directions. I had a vision. And I need, I'm going to need to talk to a couple of people because um, God gave me a job for a couple of people this morning, between last night and this morning. <clears throat> but God spoke to me. I got to talk to some people this morning, too, and this week. God had a vision. And in the vision, I was in Ethiopia, and a lady and a a little kid and an old man was looking me in the face, and they said, help us, we're hungry, and we don't have anybody to help us but you. Now I'm thinking, okay, is this my ego tripping in my in a vision? Is this me? So I said, if this is you, God, show it to me again. And the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to do better than that. I'm telling you, I want you to feed and help some people in Ethiopia. I said, you mean one or two people? He said, I want you to help a tribe. So I said, now, you know, God, I said, I'm so far behind. I don't know how I can do it. He said, you're right. You can't. He said, I already have the people. Already. They're just waiting for you to activate them. I already have the people for this mission. I said, so this is a mission? He said, yes. He said, just like transformational extensive deliverance was a mission. I said, oh. He said, it is not, I trained you in that area. To make you effective overall. I said, okay. He said, I do that. And then I call you to another mission. He said, but I want you to feed and help the people of Ethiopia. And I will tell you who to talk to. He said, I want to put a face on it. I said, I said, I don't understand. He said, I want to put a face on the help that you're about to render to Ethiopia. He said, and, and it won't be your face. He said, I want you to, I want to put a face on it. I said, okay, I got it. It's a mission you want me to do, and you want me to appoint somebody that you've already called to do it, to work in it, and uh, you want me to be used by you to put there, for there to be the face of this mission. He said, that's right. So I asked him, I said, can you give me a Bible precedent for this? He said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you a Bible precedent for this and a couple other things that I need you to implement. And I, I said, you know, Holy Spirit, may I ask you a question? Holy Spirit saying, you ain't never stopped. Go ahead. I said, this year is actually coming up on a year since I've been in this church. I said, what was the purpose of this year? I said, I would like to know 
what was the purpose of my life for this year? He said to pray, to pray in an increase in your anointing for the work I'm about to call you to do. To pray my presence in your church. He says it's my church, but you are the steward. I said, okay, I'm with you so far. He said, and in the work I got for you to do, nobody can do this except their call. I said, you mean, um, what you mean by that? He said, they can't help you unless I call them. I said, okay, thank you. He said, they, 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 they'll never, they, not, they will never understand because they're not seeking to understand. They are seeking to be healed. I said, okay. Makes sense to me. It, it was beginning to make sense. You see, God gives you, um, God reveals to you, to me, let me put it this way. I don't want to put no weight on nobody. God reveals to me, um, as I go along, he reveals more. As I, as I accomplish one thing, then he gives me more. And, and because my faith is so strong, and it is, he, he knows that I'm going to do it by faith, whether I fully understand it or not. I'm going to do it by faith because we're called to walk by faith and not by sight. I got that. So he says Ethiopia is just one mission. He said, I have others as well. He said, you did good and you're doing good with Paraguay, but I don't have to do nothing. They got saved under, under, under this anointing. He said, I don't think people understand what it is under the right anointing. And I said, I know you, I know you right, Holy Spirit, because a lady asked me, what was the word I used to bring about a transformation in her um, husband? What, 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 could you tell me those words you used? That was the lady. I said, ma'am. I know you're a baby Christian. You don't understand yet. I said, but I have an anointing myself. And it's not the words I use, like a ritual or anything. It is the spirit of God backing those words up through his own anointing. And so she said, you know me, I always kind of put stuff around here. So that's what she was asking me, huh? He said, yeah. He said, you, you, you halfway gave her an answer. I said, well, I didn't know what she really meant, wanted. And sometimes I don't understand how people don't understand God and the, and the fact that they're serving him. Now, now, understand, I know that we don't know everything. God knows I don't know nothing. But I do know one thing, to follow him, to do what he says and obey him so that I can be blessed, so that his will could be done on earth. And I have surrendered to that, and I have yielded to that. And, boy, that has been a struggle. And it's not a struggle with me. But when you're around a bunch of unbelievers and you believe the hardest thing in the world to do is to get them into a place where they believe God. And especially in the world we live in. In this world we live in, it's even harder. So, 
So I got this mission to help Ethiopia, the people of Ethiopia, get fed. And, and there's somebody God wants to put, the, put a face on that mission. But that's going to start right now. I know who God told me. Now, if that person says no, then that anointing that God has for them is going to flow to somebody else. See, every time you you lose a little bit of him. You understand me? Every time you tell God no, you lose some of him. Because what? When you tell God no, it's right there in Deuteronomy. You fall under one of them curses. When you tell God, okay, God, I'll do it, but uh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it when I get ready. Now you're going to fall under another curse, and another curse, pretty soon. All them curses of disobedience are resting upon your life. Yeah, that's the way it works. So when God gave me this mission for um, Ethiopia, you know, he already got a plan how to bring it about. Don't you know, don't you know it's already in the work? He just needs somebody on earth to be obedient to him in this situation for me to put a face, for me to tell them what he wants them to do so he can put their face on it. And his face will shine through their face. Woo! That's the way it works. That's the way it works. That is the way it works. So then, um, I ask God one question. The Holy Spirit. You know what I'm talking about. If I say Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, I'm talking about the same person. I ask him one question. I said, are you telling me now that you activating this church and as a missional church and um, you putting it into uh, you putting it into um, motion? Actually, he said, yeah. He said, you prayed it in. He said, that's what I had you doing for the whole year, praying it in, praying the works in. I say, thank you. Thank you for telling me. And thank you for so that I don't have no doubt about it. He said, oh, yeah. And then he told me, call one of my friends who's an assembly guy, a pastor, call them up and tell them to come over here and bless uh, this church, this work, and everything. So I can add now, I still have a work to do in the Philippines. I've known that from two years ago, but I was waiting for God. And the person I thought was supposed to head up that work, they didn't work out. It wasn't God and it wasn't me because I'm still here doing what I'm doing. They couldn't, they couldn't handle it. They couldn't change. They couldn't repent enough. So I got a work to do in the Philippines. The work is being carried out in Paraguay, and the work is being carried out here in the USA. Okay? So it's a couple of people on this timeline I need to talk to. I need to talk to you about your future. And God has already told you that he had called you to mission. Heart is hearing me right now. The other person, you're not exactly in, the, in your right position because you think God has called you to one geographical area, but God has called you to the world. Hello. I say you think God has called you to one geographical area, and you're going to have to revamp 
and refocus your whole plan because God has called you to the world. Now, you know who I'm talking to because your heart bear witness of what I'm saying this morning. I didn't say your mind bear witness. I say your heart bear witness to what I'm saying this morning. And you've been waiting for your marching orders too. And the thing is, there's somebody else on here. You really don't like the fact that you would have to work with me. And you would have to work under, uh, under, because see, the devil done lied to you and told you I was utilizing your anointing. Look, all that's a lie. Let me, let me straighten you out this morning. It's a lie. The reason I met you is because you needed to draw something from the anointing that's on my life. Now, that's the truth. Whether you want to believe it and or accept it, it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that I stay in the will of God, that I stay obedient to God, and I go on with this other part of this mission. And stay focused until Jesus come or God call me on. Either way. Either way. But I tell you this. By him giving me the new mission, I'll be here a while. You can't die before you fulfill the will of God. Don't you know that? You can't kill me. You can't wish me dead. And them lies the devil done told you about going to take over something. Look, you can take and partake in it, and I can take and partake in with you what you're doing. But you cannot take over the will of God of somebody else's life. Don't be stupid. That's devilish and hellish. And I think it's called covetousness and lust. You need to get delivered. So they say they're going to be finished with the church in Paraguay. I'll be sending um, a missionary to Paraguay and some missionaries from Paraguay here. And you know what? That's what God told me. He said, you know them people that's coming to see you on the 20th. He said, they got a plane. You get everything in order, and you tell them you don't want no money. You want them to fly these uh, food and stuff to Ethiopia. He said, that's what I call them to do. I say, for real? And, and trust me, the minute I get off the headline this morning, I'm calling them on the phone, and asking them, could I use their plane and they they help me fly in supplies to Ethiopia? You see, God is bigger than our little world. But you got to wait on them and you got to wait in faith, trusting them and believing them. And you got to be obedient and you can't be selfish. I thought they just had a helicopter. God said they got a plane. And I'll let you know tomorrow because I'm calling them up today. And then he, and then he told me, he said, now, you know, I'm not going to transgress their will, but it's a blessing for them. Just got a plane. Don't worry about it. I want you to to get this food. So you know, God is talking about a lot of food, not your weekly grocery list. I'm talking about tons of food, some bigger than me, some bigger than you, some that only God can accomplish. That's right. Three, four years ago, when you and Shannon 
talked about having an airplane to do missionary work. That was Jessica. That's right. But you still had to wait on God. And you're right, um, Mr. Hattie. Obedience is the key. And it doesn't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how the world try to make you look. So I said, that's the beginning of this hundred and fifteen pages, but I, I but I said I said, what should I call this? Put this in the chat room. When God moves. When God moves. That's what you call it. When God moves. No. Plural. Plural. Moves. M-O-V-E-S. Moves. And so this is what he gave me. I'm going to try to share this with you. I'm going to try to get back to that other thing. But remember, I got... Oh, boy. I got so much stuff here. But this is fresh. This is... Ethiopia. And what else did he give me? Oh. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> those two things that I gave you. I said somebody is looking at this thing from a small perspective. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And they're looking at it from a small perspective, and God wants you to look at it from a world perspective. The other person on here. God has told you he was bringing you into missions. And a missional, uh, a ministry that's missional. You're on here and you hear me because God wouldn't have said it if you wouldn't be on here and if you wouldn't hear me. So you got to you gotta, uh, uh, broaden your vision. Your plan is too small. And the other person that God said about missions, you never thought about, but until here recently, you began to think about missions in other countries. Even although I periodically drop it, because that's what I was raised up through. And generally, whatever it is you raised up through is what the kind of people God draws to you that have a heart similar to his heart and whatever his heart is uh, with, with, with regards to you. So anyway, I can't go through different I have all these scriptures, but they don't, um, I haven't broken them down yet. I haven't broken them down to, to, to simple understanding my own. I ain't talking about nobody. On these hundred, it's a hundred and um, fifteen pages. But the title was "When God Moves." That's what the Holy Ghost gave me. When God moves, and I do, I, I, I can, uh, I can, I can maybe, yeah, I can give you the top part. I can share maybe the top part because I kind of understand it because the top part was just when I said to God, give me a scripture. Give me the word to to solidify this in my heart. So he told me to go to Acts chapter 10, verse 1 through 8. Acts chapter 10, verse 1 through 8. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian A devout man who feared God with all his household gave alms generously to the people and prayed continually to God. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius. And he stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers. And your own, Juliet, Juliet, 
I need you to text me this evening. God is giving me an answer to your prayer. God is giving me an answer to your prayer, Juliet. Let me go back. I was at verse 3. Of the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius. And he stared at him in terror and said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. I need to point out here. The angel came to Cornelius. He communicated with Cornelius. Heard from God, which said, your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now, remember, I I preached this and taught this before, but not like this. And now now he's giving them instructions. And now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon who was called Peter. Told him where he was. Gave him the name of the person where he was lodging. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. Brothers and sisters, that's the way God does it. I'm not saying he can't do it other ways, but God is very specific. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him and having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. Now, picture this. You got Cornelius on the left side. But now look at this. At the same time, God is talking to Cornelius Peter gets a vision. I'm talking about the preparation of God here. I'm talking about when God moves. He moves on every side. Before the men sent by Cornelius arrive, Peter don't know nothing about this now. Peter goes on to the housetop to pray and becomes hungry. As Peter prays, the Bible says, Peter falls into a trance. And it was during this trance that God now reveals a message to Peter through a vision. Whoa. Cornelius had a vision and Peter had a vision. About the same thing. This message that God uh, uh, was giving to Peter was going to shake the Jewish perception of Gentiles and their coming to faith in God himself. In Acts chapter 10, verse 9 through 16, it says, the next day as they were on their journey and approaching the city, okay, I repeat, Peter became hungry. He fell into a trance. The Bible says, and he saw the heavens open. See, there's a purpose for the heavens being open. And something like a great sheep descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. And in it, were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. The Bible says, and there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, by no means, Lord, 
for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time. What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times. But the Bible says the thing was taken up at once to heaven. During Peter's vision, now Cornelius had a vision over here. Don't forget that. Peter is perplexed by the instructions he's heard. To the point that Peter said, no means God. For I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice repeats the instructions again. God instructed Peter a total of three times. But Peter did not want to transgress God's own written commandment, which is found in Leviticus 11, by eating the unclean animal. You see, in this passage here, in Acts chapter 10, it goes on to explain the exact purpose and the reason for Peter's vision. Peter was emphatically stating that he has never eaten anything unclean. Peter was perplexed as to what the vision that he had seen might mean. At the same time now, the men who were sent by Cornelius had already um, inquired where Simon's house stood, and they were at the gate. They were at the gate of where Peter was, and Peter was in there trying to figure out what the vision God had gave them meant. So they were at the gate and they called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, and Peter was still meditating and thinking on this vision. But the Holy Spirit, it say the Spirit, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation. Why? Because I have sent them. The Bible says in verse 21, And Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you're looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said to Peter, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation was directed by a holy angel. Was directed by a holy angel, not just a angel, to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So at this point, Peter invited them in. And guess what? Peter's wondering concerning the meaning of the vision soon gave way to revelation and understanding. Three times, the voice in the vision instructed Peter, rise, kill, and eat. And as he was... um, meditating and thinking on this thing, the three Gentile men 
sent by Cornelius arrived at the house, not Peter's house, but at the house where Peter was staying in Joppa at the exact place, at the exact point, under the exact instructions by the angel and God's own Holy Spirit. So the work of the angel and the work of the Holy Spirit came together when God moved. The men from Cornelius then begin to tell Peter the reason for their coming. How Cornelius was directed through a heavenly vision and a voice to send for Peter so that Cornelius' house might hear all that Peter has to speak about God. Yay! It was all supernatural. It was all birthed by God. It was a move of God by his own Holy Spirit. But everybody involved had to be obedient. Everybody involved. God knew beforehand. He knew when he placed the stars in the sky that they would obey him. The Bible says the next day, he rose and went away with them. And some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. It says, must have took them a day to get there. The following day they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them. When God moved, brothers and sisters, when Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter didn't have no ego because God had changed Peter into another man, brothers and sisters. Peter lifted him up and said, stand up. I too am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in, the Bible says, and found many people. Peter told him this. You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit anyone of another nation. But God, but God, put this in the chat room, but God, but God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. Please put this in the chat room. I came without objection. I came without objection. I asked then why you sent for me. Obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit saying, rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation. For I have sent them. Please post this. I, God, have sent them. You see, God was going to speak through Peter. Peter tells those listening about his divine vision. God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. You see, the purpose and the meaning of Peter's vision is that Peter and all Jews should no longer believe that Gentiles coming to faith in the God of Israel are unclean, which means unacceptable by God. 
are uncommon or common, unholy. Put this in the chat room, somebody. There's no one unacceptable by God or unholy that God cannot make holy. Did you get that? There's no one that is unacceptable by God or unholy that God cannot make holy. The reality is that God accepted Gentiles coming to faith without the need for them to undergo a man-made ritual or anything legalistic. That The idea was so ingrained in Jewish thought that Judaism of the day deemed it unlawful for a Jew to associate with or enter the house of a Gentile. This is why God had Peter enter the house of Cornelius. So so, So Peter said, when I was sent for by God, literally, I came without objection. I ask you then why you sent for me. And Cornelius said, four days ago about this hour, I was praying in my house at the ninth hour. And a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius. Your prayer has been heard, and your alms have been remembered before God. Send the Joppa, ask for Simon. This is where he's living. So I sent for you at once, and you have been kind enough to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you've been commanded Listen to this. We are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord to say. Then it wound up that the Gentiles Hear the good news. Following Cornelius' invitation to share. But my point I want to make to you this morning, and I'm only on I'm on, I'm on about page, I don't know. God, God has supernaturally orchestrated this unlawful gathering of Jewish church leaders and unclean Gentile God-fearers. Why? So that the message that followed would shock everyone, everywhere, that the repercussions of the message would be felt throughout Jerusalem, Israel, and the whole entire world. The message of Acts chapter 10, verse 34 through 43. Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand 
that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. That word that he sent to Israel, preaching the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. He went on and he told them how they put him to death. He went on and told them, brothers and sisters, the whole gospel. Peter, hallelujah, went on to tell them about the forgiveness of sins through the name of Jesus. Peter said, I understand that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right, Brothers and sisters, nobody was prepared for what happened next. Not even Peter himself. The Bible says that while Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. Brothers and sisters, And the believers, the believers who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of God's own Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. Peter declared, can anyone for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit, just as we have. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And with that baptism came power, brothers and sisters, Power to be an effective witness unto God in Judea and all over the whole world. The world. The world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's all about Jesus, brothers and sisters. When God moves, you don't have to know how he's going to do it. You don't have to know what he's going to do. It should not even be relative to you who he does it through. But you, you yourself, Gotta believe that he's able to do abundantly above all we could ever hope or think, brothers and sisters. It won't be done through your own reasoning. It won't be done by you yourself. But one thing for sure, it will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All you got to do is believe in God's ability to move on your behalf. I want to thank you this morning.
Renee and Jennifer Jennifer R. I need to talk to you. Renee and Jennifer R. Jesus! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord.
Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.